We're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause Kristen knows blank. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Kristen Knows Blank podcast. I'm so excited about my guest today. You've seen him in movies, on television, on more movies, in more television. Before we get to my amazing guest today, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. However you're taking in this podcast, please take a second to like, follow, and subscribe. I'm Kristen Key. I'm the host of This Crazy Mess. You can find me through my website, kristenkey.com. Find me on all my social medias. I've got lots of videos and fun stuff. And if you want to support this podcast and all my other shows, join my Patreon. <gasps> so many fun things on there. There's exclusive bonus content. There's the behind the scenes videos that I have from the backstage of almost every show I do. Um, there's a game night, a lot of fun stuff. Join the Patreon. Also, I'm on Cameo. So if you want to give the unique gift of a song from me personalized to whoever you want to say something to, find me on cameo now my guest today oh my god you might remember him from everybody loves raymond from finding nemo um from uh, just about any disney or pixar movie you can think of um he's got a new movie elio coming out spring of 2024 computer lady play that interview with brad garrett playing interview with brad garrett hey there he is hello there he is Hi, beautiful. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Oh, stop. I'd do anything for you. You know I adore you. Oh, man. Well, now we have it on video, so I'll never forget. <laughs> but thank you for coming on. I'm going to ask course. you some questions. I'm going to ask you some questions. Um, and I want to get to the things that I know that you're into. But first, I had a question that I just popped into my head. After everything that you do, um, the TV and movies and stuff, why do you still do stand-up? Well, um you know, it's funny, the audience asks that every night. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I I love it. I love it. It's it's uh, it's a lot less boring than waiting around in a trailer for 12 hours, uh, you know, to pop on stage and, and do six lines. There's just something about stand-up. It's really the only thing, as you know, because you're one of the best, and I, 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 I just love your act. But, you know, it's one of the few things in our industry that you can do alone. You're your own writer, uh, director, at times audience. Um, you know, sometimes I have to run out, laugh, then run back on stage <laughs> just to help my rhythm. Uh, but it's one of the few things you could solo in uh, uh, in our in our business. And it's different every night. At least it is for me. You know, when you're on stage, I notice the applause breaks. Um, and Izzy, the, uh, the new wife, who sends her love, by the way. Oh, I love she, her. Tell us, I said hello. Thank you. She mentioned, she says, you should count your moan breaks. <laughs> when, when the, cause I, you know, I'm getting, a, uh, you know, I don't have to tell you, you've, you know, I've opened for you and you've gone on stage and it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's like, you a take them through a psychological process though, that my audience does. Like, I feel like if I go on stage after you, it's like a, it's like a therapist, it's like handing them a puppy that they desperately need. You take <laughs> them through the five stages of comedy well, all at well, once. You know, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of voices. I, I have yet to find names for it. So, <laughs> you know, it's still, I don't know what it is. As you know, I don't have much of an act. I you love know, your act. No, I love, I mean, I know a, that you, it's you're all crowd so, work, you know, um, I may bring in a puppet or two. Uh, eventually just to spice it up but I love it you know I love doing it and I love improv and uh 
you know, every night I, I rehearse my, uh, my ad-libs before I go on. A lot of people stretch. I rehearse my ad-libs. You know, when I used to work with Ray and I would do my, you know, he, he was like, he would come on stage. He's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't, I don't see a Latino. I don't see an Asian. And I'm like, well, Ray, sometimes you just, you got to pretend. <laughs> but. And at this point, at this point, I mean, I think comedy is one of those, uh, you never know, like you said, you never know what you're going to get from an audience. So I no. feel like it's, uh, you're never too big to have, you know, the a great show where you feel like, oh, I'm on cloud nine, but also there's still some shows that, do you ever feel that like, wow, you know, that was uncomfortable for me. And yet you still keep going on stage. Do you have those moments? Oh gosh, of course, of course. And I think part of the illness is, uh, uh, you, you know, if it was, I mean, for me, if it was great every night, I probably wouldn't do it. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, to me, the, you know, the bar I'm, I'm shooting for is uh, less refunds, less refunds. Last <laughs> Saturday, I only had two. And, but technically they were late. So my opening number they missed, which is, you know, where I do the thing. I'm still doing the fog machines, but they, they missed, they missed that. But, but I mean, yeah, it's like, I mean, I mean, there are nights when I'm like, you know, wh wh why, why am I doing this to myself or the audience? They deserve so much better. Um, so I guess, okay. You brought up the illness you know, yes. what, what draws us to this? Our business is full of uh, very unhealthy people with yes. all kinds, a myriad of addictions and issues. Where sure. are you in your mental health journey today? And how did you get there? Well, you know, I think I'm definitely better than I've ever been. I think people oh, don't realize, <laughs> I, I, I know, which is scary. Yeah, not creatively. I'm just talking, <laughs> I, you know, I haven't been on the roof in nine days. So to me, that's a, it's a quinella, as, as we call it, horse racing. But um, it's, you, you know, I, I suffered from addiction, alcoholism for years. I'm 27 years sober. Um, thank you. Thank you. But, uh, you know, things can change. Excuse me a second. This is a... Oh my God. Do you know how many people would listen to this podcast if you relapsed on it? I'm not asking yeah. for favors. Oh my God. Listen, <laughs> I've caused a lot of relapse for people. Um but, uh, you know, it's been uh, a wonderful journey for me. My, I, I know it sounds so cliche, but when I was able to finally decide I was not going to win uh, over, over this, this addiction is when I really uh, started to, to work on my, uh, my shit and my head. And, you know, I was in therapy my whole life. I started therapy when I was nine and a half, believe it or not. The toughest part was, you know, driving myself. To the sessions because you know mom would uh mom would have a couple toddies and forget what school i was at to pick me up but um uh my my dad you know now this is you know we're talking 1970 my dad was so and he suffered uh suffered from mental illness as well my father my father was bipolar okay and um but the type of bipolarity he had a he, he had a heart of gold he was an incredible guy but he really continued to sabotage himself. He was sure. a great father for me, uh, but he had trouble with relationships and he had trouble with accountability and he had trouble with boundaries and he had trouble uh, with, with being able to, 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 he tried to constantly work on himself. 
but he would find little avenues to take to derail his progress, which is part of bipolarity. So I suffered from uh, depression, and I think that addiction almost goes along with some form of mental illness. A lot of it is physiological, no question. I believe a lot of it is chemical, hereditary, but there are also trauma along the way that can trigger it, um, uh, things that we've never really worked out psychologically. So my point was, you know, I was always open to therapy. My father, thank God, knew that I was really suffering as a kid. The divorce was very tough. I had parents on both sides that used their kids as, mm. unfortunately, as pawns as they were going through their stuff, which happens a lot in divorce. So there was a lot for me to, to, to handle at a very young age. And then at a young age, I found myself being the parent and my kid and my kids were really my parents, if that makes any sense. I was the referee, okay. I was the coddler, I was the fixer, and uh, you know, the more out of control our childhood is, the more control freaks we become later mm. in life. And that was my thing. And uh, I used alcohol to escape uh, and drugs, and um, I loved it. To be honest, I loved it because it took me out of my head and a lot of people that are artists you know their head is everything you know it's like you can come home from work in a regular nine to five job and you can leave it alone you leave it at work mm -hmm. you leave it at your desk at your cubicle at your law firm but when you're an artist it never shuts down right because we don't leave our work you know it's something that continues we're always thinking of of something else. And sometimes when you're not really together or you have addictive issues, it works against itself because when you can't leave your head, you can't leave your thinking. Right. And the stuff, good and bad, constantly recycles. And that's what, you know, the booze did. I was a very, very high functioning alcoholic when I decided to go clean. Half of my family didn't even know I had an issue. Mm -hmm. I also believe that half of my family was in denial about my issue because they were all struggling with their own thing. But it's still a work in progress. I love my sobriety. Uh, I've gotten to the point in life where I value the things around me that I love. I know how lucky I've been in my career. So my gratefulness and my forgiveness is my rebound. That's mm. what keeps me together my gratefulness that I'm surrounded by amazing people. I have incredible children and incredible partner. My wife is he, I still do what I love. And I've been lucky. You, you, I've been lucky. I worked hard, but I got lucky. And I broke in in a day for comedians and actors. It was a lot easier than it is to break in today. And I realize that, but, um, you know, I, I I I just try to do my homework as far as when I feel things that are triggering, because I'm never at the point where like, uh, God, I almost drank the other day. It's so far from, you know, it would be like putting my head in the oven, right, which is right. something I, you know, I still struggle with. Well, but, when when you first started that, like, because I'm I'm about almost seven years sober now. Um, so great. Um, and same night and day difference. But when I was drinking. I drink because it worked, 
you know, drugs and alcohol sure. did what they were supposed to do. Cause I, my story, I mean, we'll make it real quick. I came out of the closet and then got kicked out of church and then had an estrangement for my family. and didn't know how to exist in the world and alcohol pretty much saved my life because I could exist in this world once I had some drinks in me. Well, at some point there, there was no more magic in the bottle, you know? Yeah. And I've heard well, people say, well, yeah, if, if you could, if drinking were still working, you'd still be drinking. I'm like, that's exactly what happened. The yeah. drinking wasn't working anymore. And so I, I can't have- believe that car accident you had. I had never known that. And when I saw that on your Instagram, it's like my heart broke because, you know, I know very little about your struggle, but I know that sobriety is huge for you. And when I saw that car accident, it is it is nothing short of a miracle that you survived that. Yeah. And I, I that was like, I actually had to cancel a week at your room um, because of the wreck and I felt horrible about it. But, uh, as the years have gone by, of course, you know, I, I feel like I've, I've been able to get sober and, and uh, do a much better job at your room than, you know, getting in a drunk driving oh. accident and having to cancel on you. But, um, You're incredible after that accident, was that, were you done or no. did you no. No. no? How long after that? Three years. It took three years. Yeah. Okay. Because I fell off of Julio Iglesias' tour bus. I fell off. He had a <laughs> double-decker no, tour bus. You are making this up. That is no, I true. swear to God, that's how I did this to my nose. I was opening for Julio Iglesias. Oh, my God. Group, and drinking heavy. I was a big nighttime drinker. I convinced myself that because I really didn't... I mean, there were some days at brunch, you know, I would have, you know, a taste. But my my clock started at 4.55, you know, that's why I would love to drive really fast to the East Coast, because I'd get a start on it, you know, but I would. Re- but w- one of the heights of my drinking was opening for Julio Iglesias. And um, uh, it, 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 he was an incredibly kind man. And the band was great. And the crew was great. But I had one of the toughest times. You know, I was an opening act for years before Raymond, right? So um, that's where I really cut my teeth. But um, he was, Julio was playing stadiums. He was playing like bull rinks. He was playing Mm. like hockey stadiums in Calgary. He was so huge when I was opening for him. And I would walk out there and um, it was beyond some nights, you know, it was titters, but you know, I don't have to tell you, you know, uh, but uh, my my it just it just really wasn't working and he kept having me back you know and after about a year um uh, i had a couple toddies with his uh, road manager who was a great guy and i said let me ask you something i said you know you've been on the road with julio for many years uh, i i don't feel like i'm really able to get the audience the way i would like and he goes well they don't speak english I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, haven't you noticed that Julio sings in three different languages? And I said, yeah, and one of them is English. Oh, yeah, they're not there for that. What? And I said, so what? So why does he have a comedian opening? And the guy looks, he goes, well, Julio loves to laugh before he goes on. And I said, well, why don't, <laughs> why don't you know, why don't I just go to his dressing room? <laughs> do my 20 for him so I don't end up on heroin, you know? And um, so so I would do my thing for the band. The band was behind me. You know, I would do my tired, you know, Latino jokes. But that is where I learned to really work a a crowd because my writing was never stellar. 
and my my ability to work a crowd because you know for an opening act no one's there to see you people right. are coming in late yep. i mean when i opened for sinatra they used to dance during my act i literally had people that would start to sing <laughs> the summer wind to each other as i was on stage and and when frank would see me bomb he would just pull the cord and that's when i'd have to wrap it up some nights it was 10 some nights it was 30 and he would just go let's go and he'd, he'd pull on the cord and I would, so my point was, and I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. Um, I should start drinking again. No, but the point was um, uh, uh, Julio had a double decker tour bus and uh, the bottom level was uh, for the white people. And then the top level was, he had a huge suite. And what, uh, so one night I had, uh, uh, I, I was on, that year it was tequila. It was mm. gold tequila, but they didn't have gold tequila. So they had silver. So I hit some silver, hit it hard. And I thought I was on the bottom level of the bus and I was on the top level. And I did a header in front of the Sheraton. And uh, yeah, and I landed on my, my noggin and um, his drummer, Dave, who's one of the kindest men in the world. He was a, uh, he was a reserve fireman. He was on the ground patching me up. And this is like in front of the crew, drank, drank like, you know, six years after that. So it's funny how our wake up calls we both had, we still didn't want to wake up. We could have killed ourselves. Sure. But, but, but the guy looked at me and he goes, you know, you got to get a grip of this. You know, he said to me as I was on the ground and of course, the and I came out on stage the next night, we were playing Jones Beach in New York and my, my mm. face was bandaged and I walk out and you know, I do the hacky line. You should see the other guy and continue to bomb for the next 20 <laughs> minutes. But but as I fell off the bus, I uh, uh, I heard Julio. He was like, somebody pick him up. You oh. know, that was like, that was like, take him to my trailer. And then we had it. But it was, but you know, it's amazing what we go through, but we have to go through it. And I wasn't ready until I was ready. You know, I have people in my life that need to make this step. And people will go, you know, can you talk to them? Can you? And my heart breaks it. You got to be ready. You and couldn't after have that told car me. Crash, yeah. You weren't ready. And it's no. amazing you walked away. People told me they were like, Jesus was in the car with you. And then like a friend of mine was like, my dad was in the car with you. I was like, your dad weighed 450 pounds. There's no room in a Corvette for your dad and Jesus. Like I was such a dick about it. <laughs> and like, I'm just like, Jesus didn't take the wheel, you know, and I That's would not. I was, yeah. Yeah. I didn't No, I'm fine. I survived. But in the back of my head, I've got this. Yeah. When people like, 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 you know, I'm like, I, I don't have this. I'm completely out of control. I could die at any time, but it took three years to wake up and then go, okay, now I want help. You know, I want to do something oh, about it. So happy you did. Same to you. So happy you it's did. you, you have such a, like a fun career and I, people may not know this about you, but the comics, all we all talk about you behind your back. And the one, that. the one thing we all say, besides we, you know, our impressions and stuff is that we, you're the, you're the, the nicest, most genuine like most most generous person that I've ever worked with, and and I know that that's got to be from your sobriety and your uh, thank you, thank the you. way you take care of yourself because you take care of other people, and only people that take care of themselves can take care of other people. Yeah, that's it, such that's, a good job. Thank you. That means a lot. Thanks. Well, and I wanted to ask you. This is you mentioned it in the email. I don't know if it's a positive or a negative. How's your poker playing these days? Well, you know, is it part of the mental health or is it part of the insanity? Where does it? Uh, I think it's part of the insanity. I okay, think it's okay. one of the things that I held on to. 
Okay. Uh, that is, uh, you know, that that I'll convince myself isn't an addiction, but uh, I love poker. Thank God I'm not that good because it would only mean I, I play longer. Um, but it's it's something I've been able to, you know, I, 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 I guess hold on to from when I was doing stuff I shouldn't do. And it's one little guilty pleasure where, uh, where uh, I love it. I love it. You know, again, it's part of that edge. It's part of that moth and flame. Um, but it's a lot more in control because uh, I'll set a limit. And I'm a low, low stakes player. I was going to ask two, if you like, if you hang oh, out I the high roller room. $5, yeah. $2, $5 Hold'em, you oh, know. Um, uh, and uh, so it's, it's low stakes, usually the lowest stakes at wherever I play. And um, and I love it. And I, I lose probably 70 percent of the time, you know, um, you know, it's kind of like drinking in a way. 70 percent of the time it's a horror. But 30 percent of the time you're going, oh, I didn't know I could dance like that. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like a win a hand that I have no no reason. But but the thing about my game is uh, I'm, I'm courageous and uh, uh, I'm a good liar from all my years of drinking. So oh, so, oh, I was going to say, maybe you're acting as well. Like, I, feel, I yes. was going to ask, how's your poker face? Or do you use your your stand-up and your ability, your quick wit to de deflect, like to take other people and, and make them uncomfortable? Like, what's your strategy? Well, you know, it's funny. I used to do that back in the day when I had more energy and more insecurity. I would go to the table and I'd go around and I would do my BS. And um People found it okay. Some people found it obnoxious, but at the end of the day, I was exhausted. I was exhausted. So now I just put on hat and glasses and people don't know who I am anyway. You know, a lot of people think I'm Kramer. That's where the, that's where the, that's really true. Yeah. I say that people go, oh, that's funny, but I, I, I get it at least once a week where they either say, they call me Seinfeld. They'll go, hey, the guy from Seinfeld, which they know isn't you. Or I get Kramer once a week. And me and Izzy laugh about it because when I say it on stage, people go, but they laugh to the point where they could see it. You know, maybe it's the meltdown I'm having. I don't know. But um, it's it's something where it's, you know, the bloom is off the rose. So, uh, but I but I love poker. And uh, I just love uh, that that I'm always trying to, to learn. But I don't read the books. I had, a, you know, when uh, many years ago, I would hire a coach, you know, and say, help me learn. But when it comes to the math, the quick math, you know, a lot of these poker players, they're mathematical geniuses, even though they'll tell you they're not gamblers. You know, that's their denial, of course. But um, they are mathematical geniuses, you know, where a flop will come out the first three cards and they will know their percentage immediately mm. of if they need two more clubs or two more hearts, you know, and I'm sitting there smelling the cards, you know, I'm a different strategy. I'm a different, I'm a different, but, but you know, you know that you, you've been in the green room with me where you would oh, go, sure. like, yeah. where you would go, don't, don't put that in your mouth. You know, where it's, it's like dealing with a huge toddler. Where's Izzy? Where's Izzy? He's wandering she's around a, again. A, she went to the grocery store. She's picking up some uh, produce boxes <laughs> today. She thought today would be a, a good day to move. It's not too hot. And, how uh, My favorite times with you in the green room are always when you bring the dog. You've got, how many uh, dogs do you have at home? 
right now? Well, we, we only have two now. Two. now and we it's have the big two. one I, and the little one, right? We, well, the, the big one left us, bless his okay. heart, is at the big milk bone of the sky. But oh, I, I have time. a 16-year-old uh, West Highland Terrier okay. who refuses, you know, it, it's time. He's eating. He does what he needs to do. He's not suffering. But he will stare at a wall this close for, and I'm not exaggerating, eight to nine minutes. He'll just, he's got okay. a vision problem and a hearing problem. And I'll go, Chester, you okay? He's like, yeah, great. You know, and he just goes right, right back to it. So there's no hearing, there's no sight. But little Ivy, my teacup Yorkie. The diva of the you. green room. Oh, I love the her too. I love the... a diva. I love a diva. Yeah, we get along. She a is a diva. Yeah. And she'll go by old Chester, you know, who doesn't hear or see. But, you know, you bring him to his food, you walk him. He's fine. He'll let me know when it's time. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like you know, you know, my 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 mother, God bless her. But, you know, she when she was ready, you know, she looked at me, you know, and I was holding her hand and my mom looked up at me and and uh, she said, Bradley, she called me Bradley. She goes, Bradley, you know, please don't unplug that. <laughs> you know, and I knew immediately. <laughs> I knew immediately what she meant. She wasn't ready. She was, we were ready. We were we we had everything in line. You know, like like months before. Put the pillow said, away, Brad. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes people need a little help. You oh. know, a little help. But but I I you know I tell everybody, please. The minute I make a stinky, you know, at the mall, just just do me a favor. Come up from behind me where I don't see you. And just just pull a Lenny. Remember of mice and men. Yeah. Remember when they yeah. said, "Look, yeah. look at yeah. the rabbits, Lenny." Look at the rabbits. They, they, yeah. they, I just, it's, it's not a matter of time. It's just, it's got to be right. It's quality. Do you know what I mean? But I, I don't do. have to I worry because you know it's weird. You never see like six foot eight, uh, ninety year olds. Oh, that's that? really true. That it's is very true. very true. Yeah. It's like Great Danes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh you're going to get hip dysplasia. Oh, oh no. Pop. Yeah. Because the larger, the larger, you know, the girth, you know, between the height and everything else is, um, you know, because I know I'm going to do, you know, I fell in the backyard, you know, uh, the no, other day. No, what are we did doing? One of my first old man falls. And it started as a, a trip, you know, and a trip you can kind of ready yourself. Yeah. yeah. But the trip escalated into like this horrific uh gymnastic tumble where and, and you know i'm a large and I, yeah. I i took out a bush part of our pepper tree as i was flailing and falling and um you know and izzy's you know izzy's in the window going <laughs> stop you know, it stop the, it <laughs> who who puts jello on the floor no. But it's, but it's just, a, you got years till you get there. But old age, honey, I hit the 60s a couple of years ago. And it's brutal. Oh, my God. Brutal. I'm glad I still have you. I'm, you're in, you're in, in my mind, you're a specimen of a man. Um, How I, would you know? I don't know. That's the thing. I'm like, is he attractive? I don't know. What are men supposed to look like? You, you're an Adonis, you're the correct? the first woman to see Why weren't that? you Thor? You're so handsome. I don't oh, have any totally. idea what men are supposed to look like. Five quick questions. Um, I have to ask you five quick questions because that's how the show works. Number one, you're offered your dream role, the role you've always wanted to pay, and attached basically as a blank check. The only one catches, there's a very lengthy, explicit, full frontal nude scene. 
Yes. Do you do it? Well, again, you know, you got to think of the people in the audience that are probably eating. So, uh, no, no. Look, if there was anything proud of that I was proud of down there, we wouldn't be talking. You know, I'd okay. be selling my tapes. So, no, no. I this is I I I have I have trouble with a close up, let alone frontal. I have a close up. It's like, yeah, he was left at a fire station. Okay, but I'll no, put you down I, for a I no. Okay. Unless I could do the life of B. Arthur. And then it would, <laughs> which is my dream. Because look at my hair. See how it's happening? I'm oh getting B's old hair. I love if you put on a Golden bright. Girls dress yeah. for Halloween, yeah. please, yeah. please. Yeah. Yeah. That was Dorothy oh, God, for Halloween. Izzy could be what? Sophia. Would... Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, it's funny. I had to do something where uh, uh, in, in Pete Davidson's new show, I had to do something Focus. that was yeah. very revealing, uh, more revealing than anything I ever did. And they said, could we, while you're with this woman in bed, could we just, we just take the, take the blanket down just a little, show a little bit of your, uh, of the, uh, the cottage cheese. And, and, you know, I, I, I looked at him, I said, I don't want to act that bad. Okay. You know, it's like it's you know when it's when it becomes horrific for me, it's I it's not it's it's not fun. So Was it just like a serious. cheek? They just wanted I mean, like some when, cheek. When Izzy and I, when Izzy and I decide to mix it up, you know, which which should be I don't know, you know, because usually I'll walk in, I go, hey, honey, it's a, you know, but when <laughs> when we decide to, you know, you know, touch the pirate, I usually come in and like a diving bell. You know, it's like, it's like a huge thing, and the big gloves. And she says, "I'm the I'm the sea urchin, and just swim by." <laughs> no, no frontal, no okay, frontal. Okay, question one. Enough. Let's get off the naked question. Okay, okay. Oh, question number two. Question number two. No nudity. There's a time machine. You can oh. go back in time to any time or place for one whole day and change nothing, or go back to any time and place for one hour and change something. What do you do? Ooh. Uh... Boy, that's a tough one. I would, um, I would probably go to the beginning of this podcast and fake laryngitis. I did tell Izzy right before I said she'll let me get out of it. Right? Um, boy, that's 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 a tough one. But if I had to go back in time, I'd probably want more time with my kids when they were younger. I loved being a dad. Um, I still do, and uh, those were. Though they were hard times, uh, there was just something about, uh, you know, when, when they were younger and I could mush on them more and, and hold them more. Yeah. And we still were very physical and hug and kiss every time we see each other and we're very close. But I just, you know, I loved some of those early uh, early years. Is that corny? No, no, it's every, it's everybody. What do most has, people say? I would stop the war in Ukraine or shit like that? We have mixed, a lot of people would kill Hitler, which made okay. me feel bad because I would go back and sleep with my ex from high school. So I was like, I felt like a piece of shit for well, saying that. Was that, that a after, guy or a woman? It was a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that was in high school? Yeah. Yeah. But it was like, you know. And you would go back and sleep with her? Just for fun. No, it's mainly about being that age at that body again. Yeah. Oh God! But man. then I felt terrible about my, my answer because, like, my next guest was like, "Well, I would kill Hitler and save the world." I'm like, "Ah, my answer was horny. That's not fair." I want to change my answer. Okay, I would, okay. I would sleep with Hitler. I would sleep with Hitler. <laughs> what I would do? Right, I would. Picture. I would make him. I would make him screw a Jewish man just to get back at him, just to get back at that that 
this Bastard. is a much right? better answer. Although, I mean, yeah. I love that you changed. What you I know, would they say he was kids. closet. I would fuck they Hitler. They say he was either closet. Way. Either way. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. He looks gay. Yeah, they say he was closeted. He well, all gay. you got to do is add a little to the mustache on each side. Oh, yeah. And you're, uh, yeah. you know, you're the, uh, mm. you know, you're the cowboy in the village people. No? <laughs> Question three. Maybe Question not. three. I think so. You want to know I, how sick I am? Every time I grow a mustache or, or, or a goatee and I shave it, bef before I'm done, I'll just leave a little here, you know, and I'll walk into the room and I'll be like, <laughs> you know, and I think this, this has a lot to do with the restraining order when I was a younger father. Hence, <laughs> going back to the time machine where I could take him to It's a Small World which is really every place I go. <laughs> I'm such a hack. I'm oh my God, hack. you're wonderful. I love that you're here. Okay, 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 question I'm, three. I'm moving I'm you sorry. on. All right, because we still have one more segment yes. to do. I don't want to keep you here all day. No, question number three. Oh, please. Question three. You can play heads up poker yeah. with anybody, dead or alive. Who do you play heads up poker with and do you think you'd win? I would I would want uh, Doyle Brunson, one of the greats, one of the originals of poker. He was uh, uh, he was an amazing gentleman. Uh, I know I won't win, but I would I would have a lot of fun. He was uh, he, he was a wonder. He wore the cowboy hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was the gentleman yeah. poker player. His name was Doyle Brunson, yep. and and the first time I met him, he was like, "Don't tell anybody you're cute, and we can hang out." And that was and that was that was a joke. Yeah, but it was great. And I was part of his roast when they roasted him twenty years ago. Literally, I was, and I met him, and he was just. But he was like, so many poker players are dicks. They're just bitter. And well, most of them are, are they're all gamblers, right? That's right. a tough life to make a living. No matter how brilliant you are, there have been people I've beaten in poker. I have no right beating. A lot more of it is luck than they want you to believe. Ooh. Doyle Brunson, vexed. Okay, okay, okay. So the last two questions on, on five quick questions are kind of weird. Uh, you've been kidnapped. I'm yeah. so sorry. And you're entered into a hot dog eating oh, contest. How yeah. many hot dogs could you eat to save your life? Well, if I was kidnapped and someone said, you have to eat this hot dog, the first thing I would say is, A, I need more information. <laughs> B, please turn on the lights. And C, I don't <laughs> see a bun. Okay. So, you know, you can't take someone like me and kidnap me and go, you know, how many of these will you put this put hot in dog your in your mouth? Yeah. Um, it depends who kidnapped me. If it would take me away from this mortgage, I'd eat two. <laughs> awesome. I'll put you down for two. Question number three. Question number okay. three. You've been kidnapped again. So sorry about that. Uh, and this time you've been entered into a karaoke contest. Uh, what do you sing to save your life? Suzanne by Neil Diamond. Okay. Okay. And do you think you could sing it well enough to save your life? Okay. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much for playing five quick questions. It's my favorite part of the scenario show. that you come up with. I die. Uh, what, 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 what is that? So that, so that this show is part fantasy for me. I just, uh... <laughs> and now it's time for rad lives. This, this is the true story. I make it very quick. Like all my other stories. I was very, uh, I was a lonely kid growing up and how could I not be? I would play mad libs all the time with myself all the time i had stacks and stacks what problem was i wasn't i wasn't that sharp so uh, i didn't really know a verb from a noun you know i grew up under the sink my mom would open the door every once in a while and go uh 
the other husbands here don't come out. But I, 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 I didn't really know of her, but I had stacks of Mad Libs. Wow. And uh, that's, yeah. And to it's this day, as you know, thing. Yeah. I use them in my act. My act is pretty much the same <laughs> ad libs, uh, you know, because many times you'll be off stage going, pick a verb. Y you know how you help me. All right, honey. <laughs> no, if I I'm say anything to you, it's pronouns, Brad. Get the pronouns right. Yes. Um, all right, I've written a story. <laughs> See, that's why you're a genius. <laughs> I wrote I'm, this story for you. I, here's what you I did. You are such a genius. I love working with you. I wrote this story. I left out some parts of speech. You give me the parts of speech together. We're going to make this really funny story. Here we and go. you wrote this Mad Lib? Of course I did. I write all my Mad Libs. Yes. Okay. okay. First thing I need. I, I need believe you. it's a custom one. It's wow. custom. Of course they all are. I need a, a, a famous person or celebrity. Get rolling. Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Her, oh, God. We're off to a great start. Oh, God. Uh, an adjective. An adjective. Loudly. Is that an adjective? That's, oh, an, that's adverb. an adverb. Let me see if there's an adverb because I'm going to plug that in later. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, what, what uh, a verb did you say? I need a, an, uh, an adjective and it's a, a descriptor of a noun. I know what it is. Oh, sticky. Shit. Oh, sticky. Yes. Yes. Is sticky oh, good? It's very good in this. Now, if it was stickly, it would be an adverb. You know, you and Molly, every time I test Mad Libs on her and I'm like, I need an adverb. She's like, is that the one that ends in LY? And then she'll just give me words that end in LY that are not an adverb. Like She's Lily. Like, Lovely, like Lily. Lily. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, no. Okay. Well, you know no. what? Maybe I'll do no. her podcast next time. <laughs> okay, I need an article of clothing. Okay, Moo uh, Moo. Who? Another famous person. Uh, Trump. Yep. Oh, Woody man. Allen, Trump, and Sticky. What can go wrong? God, this this is it's shaping up to be really good, actually. Really? And uh, another adjective. Uh, uh, Don't tire out now. We got about sixteen frozen? left of these. Frozen. frozen? Perfect. I'm not talking the the the, the movie which is fabulous. Watch it in reverse. Frozen. Excellent. Frozen. Excellent. Is that an adjective? That is an adjective. Because it describes a noun. Yeah. Yes. Or my wedding night. A, a verb ending in ED. So just a verb. And I can put the ED on it if you want. Limp? Yes. Yeah, so limped. Yes. A food? Uh, uh, hummus. Yep. Uh, something you forgot. My erection. Yep. Plural noun. Plural noun, insects. Yep. A, a liquid. Hawaiian punch. Look at you. I know where your brain... See, that's it's fun to play out with comics because you, you... you. How many liquids did you go through before you got the Hawaiian punch? Seven. Mm-hmm. How many were I, semen? That was number one. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> first name. That, any first name. Any uh, first name? Mm -hmm. Gladys. A verb? Run. Uh, a question. Is that my sphincter? <laughs> Sorry. No, it was great. Uh, an I occupation? asked that three times last week. <laughs> wasn't even a medical thing. One was the gardener, knocked on the back door, something about a sprinkler. Uh, an occupation or profession? Architect. A body part? What's that thing that I, I can never find? A clitoris. Clitoris. To me, it's like, a, you know, it's like an elf. Are they real? Do they exist? There is... It's just a way to, to get more of my my things. <gasps> a plural noun. Henchman. Henchman. Yeah. Is that Excellent. A noun? Yeah, that's totally a noun. That's a plural okay. noun. It's more than one okay. henchman's. And, and it doesn't end in an S, which is interesting. I you're you're nailing yeah. this. Uh, yeah, an amount I, of I, money. Amount of money? Mm -hmm. Eight dollars. Eight bucks. And uh it's, and, my, it's my corporate rate. 
This is why we're striking. I need an adjective ending in EST. Stinkiest? Stinkiest. Yep. The Brad, we right? have a story. When will I know if I win? We have a story, my friend. All right. Okay. This is a story written specifically for you. And because it's specifically for you, because of all the time you spend there, it's just called Welcome to Las Vegas. Welcome to Las Vegas. Welcome to Las Vegas. And thank you for choosing the Woody Allen Museum Resort and Casino in sticky downtown Las Vegas. Our hotel is filled with relics of old Vegas history on display in the lobby. You'll see the Moo Moo Frank Sinatra once wore to the Oscars. And of course, it's autographed by none other than Donald Trump. You've chosen to stay in the Elvis suite. What a frozen choice. You'll sleep loudly on a bed the king once limped in. Every wall is decorated with images of Elvis's hummus from around the world. Every square inch of your suite will remind you of your erection. When you arrive, you'll find a cold bucket of insects and a bottle of our finest Hawaiian punch. That's nice. During your stay, your concierge, Gladys, will be at reception 24-7 to fill your needs. If you say run, she'll say, is that my sphincter? If your requests are a little bit more adult in nature, architects are legal in Las Vegas. So day or night, a professional architect can be delivered to your room. Their rates are reasonable, their clitorises are clean, and their services will leaving you say, holy henchman, I feel like eight bucks. So enjoy your stay in Vegas, the stinkiest place on earth. How do you do it? How do you do it? Yeah, you know what? If I would have a closer if you would sell me that. <laughs> I, that's it. I'll continue to apologize and say goodnight. I love, I lo thank you so much for coming I love on. you. Thanks for you're, doing you're, this. You're one of the greatest. You know, Debbie Gutierrez, uh, you know Debbie. She I love cleans, Debbie. She's a wonderful friend of mine. She now, she now comes here on Wednesdays. We were, we were talking, <laughs> yeah, that's right. No. Nope. That's right. We were talking and we were talking about what, a star you are on and off stage and how we're so excited because you know debbie and i were both due to go to the home soon she'll be 90 in march <laughs> and uh she was cleaning and i was saying yeah please put your back into it no we're very close but we were just saying how you're 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 one of our faves and we love you and you're so unique and my love to molly and Thanks, thank Brad. you interview complete saying goodbye to that guy from Seinfeld. Thank you so much, Brad Garrett, for coming on the show. Oh my God, that was so much fun. Guys, did you have a good time? Oh, please take a second to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, come see me in a city near you. My tour dates are on my calendar, which is on my website, kristinkey.com. Follow me on all my social media. Join the Patreon. So much fun stuff on Patreon. Uh, get a cameo from me because you can give the unique gift of one of my songs uh, to someone that you love or someone that you hate. I don't care, but uh, get a cameo from me. And uh, next time, I'll be bringing you another fantastic guest. We're going to chit-chat, play five quick questions, do a Mad Lib, and everybody goes home happy. So until next time, bye. We're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to Hello. some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause it's